Welcome back, everybody, to I Have Issues. This is everything for the week of May 19th. Did I say May 19th? May 19th, 2021. That's right, hence the Kane background music. So, uh, anyway, we got some books this week uh, Marvel, DC, only two uh, indie books. So, you know what, man? Let's not waste any more time because. Last week was the marathon issue, and that was like over an hour, like almost an hour and 20 minutes. So this show won't any, won't be anywhere near as long. But I don't know if I had if there was anything that I read that was as interesting as pick of the week last week. But there's 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 some good ones here. So again, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the issues. Okay, and starting out this week with Marvel. First up, we've got Amazing Spider-Man issue number 66. Uh, this was all just a setup issue for next the uh, issue 67, which is supposed to be, I believe it's called the Sinister War. Um, they basically just tie up all the loose ends of uh, the King Size Annual last week uh, with... Uh, with uh, uh, the Tablet of Life, all that other stuff. Uh, they also wrap some things up with uh, Kindred and Norman Osborn. Uh, I say wrap up, more like they go in a different direction with that. So, um, so yeah, it's it, it was okay. It was fine. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy happened, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully this uh, this next arc is is exciting because this one had its peaks and valleys and it was mostly valleys. <laughs> but hey, you never know. That was Amazing Spider-Man issue number sixty-six. Up next we have the Black Knight Curse of the Ebony Blade issue number three. I was a little disappointed in this, simply from the fact that I don't think a whole lot really happened. I mean, there, there was quite a bit of things that happened, but to me, it just didn't really... I don't know. I like the ending. I, I will say that I did like the ending, but I don't know. I mean, he has a battle with Thor in the past, or he being the Black Knight, the person that, uh, that donned the Black Knight mantle before uh, Walt Whitman, not Walt Whitman, uh, Dane Whitman, uh, you know... He, when he goes into his berserker rage and how this was wiped from Thor's memory and that Black Knight's memory. Um, kind of finding out that the uh, ebony items uh, are drawn to each other and whatnot. So, I mean, the art was good. It just, eh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely sold on this. 
I mean, it's a good thing it's a mini-series. Otherwise, you know, I feel like I would be wasting my time reading it. So, it's already, I believe it's only five issues. So, I'm already halfway. I might just finish it. I don't know. Depends on how bad. <laughs> uh, depends on how bad or how good issue four is. So, we'll see. Uh, that was The Blacklight. Curse of the Ebony Blade, issue number three. Then, we have Champions, issue number seven. Uh, this is part two of the Killer App uh, story arc. So pretty much, uh, this goes into back into uh, how the champions came into deciding uh, who was going to go undercover uh, as interns at Roxxon investigating the Roxxon app. Uh, and it kind of details how they came into the choices of it being Miles and uh, and Sam, Sam Nova. Or Sam Alexander Nova. And uh, so they they go through their choices and all that other stuff. They pick them. Well, Miles gets picked right away, and Sam doesn't. So, of course, Nova's a little upset because he overhears the, uh, the person who was picking the intern say that he was boring and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, you know, they're finding all these patterns and, and bot accounts run through this... Uh, uh, through this app to try to make it seem like that basically to get Roxxon's image back and to make it look like Cradle was doing you know their job and all this other stuff so a lot of <laughs> a lot of things going on and you know the ending was really good I enjoyed the ending part because you know Sam Fan uh, Nova manages to find uh, the head of uh, the uh, uh, <clears throat> the Rox the lady that's doing the hiring for the Roxxon and he finds her on the street, you know, goes and he and he talks to her and all this other stuff. And uh, he uh, he says, you know, I can do this and do this. I know you think I'm boring. And she says, well, sir, son, you should have done this in the interview, blah, blah, blah. You know, unless you can land me some type of major celebrity endorsement, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Noah's just like, okay, well, I've got somebody that you really, really want, so... I won't spoil who it is that she really wants and who he said he would get. So, but yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying this Champions run. Uh, it's Champions issue number seven. Then we have Daredevil issue number thirty. Uh, this was really good. So Elektra is taking, uh, I believe the girl's name is Alice, under her her wing, and she's training her. Uh, you know. And Electra's kind of like, you know, she's better than I anticipated. You know, she's dealing with everything so much better. Considering, you know, all the grief that she's gone through with her mother dying and whatnot. So, um, so while Electra's training her and taking her, actually going to take her out into the field. Um, you know, you see uh, Matt Murdock in the, uh, <clears throat> in the hospital. Uh, from the previous issue where he was attacked and left for dead out in the middle of the prison yard. And he, uh, <clears throat> so he's approached and given a deal to get out of prison. Um, and of course, like an idiot, Matt turns it down. He says, no, you know, I'll take your deal, but I'm staying in, I'm staying in prison. I'm going to serve out my full term. <laughs> and they're just like, are you, f are you fucking stupid, Matt? Like, or Daredevil, are you stupid? Are you that stupid? You know, you're going to have to learn people in there are going to kill you. Somebody is going to kill you. So, 
that whole plot thread is there, and that's pretty much uh, kind of all that is with with uh, with Matt Murdock. And then you switch over to Electra. Uh, she goes to confront, I believe it's uh, the Owl's son. I can't remember who exactly he is, but she goes to confront the new uh, the new uh, boss in charge of Hell's Kitchen. And so she basically is like, "Look, you know," and she's not she's not keeping any secrets as to who she is, you know, or who this new Daredevil is. She's like, no, I'm Electra, you know. I own this this property. I own, like, 90% of Hell's Kitchen, you know. So she breaks in, starts to fight. And the guy's like, look, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, I run this territory, blah, blah, blah. You know, we can be a partnership. We can make money. And, of course, that doesn't fly for her. So they start a fight in the club and all this other stuff. So a lot, a lot of things go on. Uh, while in, throughout the fight, and uh, Alice ends up getting involved, and Electra's kind of like, "Oh my God, I can't believe she's, <laughs> you know, no, I didn't want her to to end up like this type of thing." So, like I said, overall it was really good. I enjoyed it. Daredevil's uh, one of those that I consistently uh, can rely on being good. That's Daredevil issue number thirty. Up next, we have Heroes Reborn issue number three. This one was completely centered around uh, this character called Blur, which I he's a speedster. He's kind of like the Flash as far as his sense of humor and all this other stuff. And I guess his carefree attitude and the way he goes about things. So, um, And then, of course, the mashup of Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver is his, his uh, arch enemy. So... <clears throat> You know, there's there's something that kind of happened. You know, I don't know. I, I was back and forth on this issue because you have, you know, he kind of runs through his kind of backstory and how he learned how to, uh, how he learned to get, uh, how he learned to, to use his speed and how to slow down whenever, I guess, his speed is taken away uh, because he's being chased by... Uh, the Silver Witch is what she's called here. Uh, she's just casting spells left and right. And she does catch him at one point with a spell. And it takes his speed away. And it takes his soul out. So now he's got to navigate through and all this other stuff to find his soul. Yada, yada, yada. So, you know, and, and of course, obviously he does it. But he can also see that something's not right. You know things don't look like it looks like there were things that used to be there that aren't there anymore or things that were broken and you know talking about the universe as he goes into this uh astral plane type thing and he can see that things are, are wrong so like i said that part of it was entirely focused on him there's no hyperion nothing like that so it i don't know it was it was different i guess it broke up the monotony as the first two issues where it was focused, you know, mostly on uh, Hyperion and whatnot and the Squadron Supreme uh, in that sense of just Hyperion's in the focus. Um, but there's the, I think the backup feature at the end is what saves this issue too from just being kind of meh. Um, so you have the new Phoenix or the Phoenix of this world uh, she, which is Echo, 
uh, she, you know, just kind of, she's like, I just kind of woke up here at this prison and, you know, I watch over it. I just kind of woke up one day and I have these powers and I'm the new host of the Phoenix. I can do pretty much whatever I want type of thing. And then you have interaction with Blade and Captain America on said roof. Uh, and so, like I said, that that made it good, made it interesting. It was maybe only like eight, eight pages, ten pages maybe. But, like I said, it was it was fine. It saved, to me, that, that eight to ten pages saved the issue. Because that made everything, it tied the whole story back together of something, this world is not right. And even Echo, the, the Phoenix, she, rec- she recognizes something's not right in this world. So, again, I, I'm, I'm intrigued with this, this uh, Heroes Reborn story, so should be good. That is uh, Heroes Reborn issue number three. Up next, we had uh, The Mighty Valkyries, issue number two. I'm not going to lie, I was confused as hell reading this book. <laughs> I have no, I had no idea who Jane is talking to. I, I reread issue one, and I re- and started reading two back again, and I was still lost. Um, yeah, man, I mean, the art is fantastic. The art is top-notch on this book. I'm just like, I, I, it's not that I don't know. I don't know who she's talking to, more or less. I can't figure it out. You know, the the story with Jane Foster pretty much goes through the whole thing. There's two s- stories, but they wrap up the other one with the other uh, Valkyrie pretty quick. Uh, and the one with Jane is kind of a, uh, a thread throughout the entire issue. And I don't know, man. It, it I really just don't know. Is Loki a good? Is Loki a bad guy again? Is Loki a good guy? I don't, I don't know. Is Loki just kind of a plot device? I I really don't know based off the way this ended. So we'll see if I'm going to keep reading it. Um, I guess I'll give it at least one more issue. But I was just unimpressed with this as far as the story goes. So uh, you know, and there's there's an appearance by Craven and all this other stuff, and I don't know, man. I don't understand how Craven can hunt a Valkyrie. <laughs> That's just me. You know, it's like, you know, Craven's just a dude, but yet they're making him seem like he's these this mystical hunter or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding Craven as a character, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, Mighty Valkyries issue two. And then we have uh, Way of X issue number two. So this is basically a Legion uh, Legion team up. Uh, Nightcrawler uh, basically ends up uh, getting, I guess, his mind kind of invaded by <laughs> by Legion, and basically Legion wants to get resurrected because he's he's dying more or less. He got captured by the, uh, uh, the what are they called? The queerest or uh, the curist? Uh, or orchids, orchids, I think is what it is. The orchids, the organization that they thought that they stopped when they um, when they crashed the base into the into the sun, and so orchids, yeah, orchids. I don't know what quarkus, uh, orchids. Anyway, so you know, Nightcrawler takes uh, Pixie, uh, Doctor Nemesis, and there's. One other person I can't remember that he talked to. Oh, but anyway, so he goes up there uh, and he finds Legion, 
and he's just his brain basically he doesn't have his body and he's getting weaker and weaker and if you know they're able to I guess identify and exactly replicate Legion's brain uh, they'll have what they need to be able to destroy the X-Men and the mutants going forward and enslave mankind all this other stuff um, the grim future we saw in Powers of Ten and um, so so you know of course Kurt has this this question of faith you know because he's the one that ultimately ends up trying to or ends up making the decision you know as far as you know is this really is this is this uh is this what God wants more or less you know is this really a sin if he's just going to come back to life so um but yeah it's it's interesting I do like the the plot twist at the end because something isn't right uh, Onslaught can sense something's not right. He doesn't trust Xavier. He doesn't trust Magneto. Um, and that may be spoiler enough as it is, considering, or if anybody knows uh, what those two together more or less, uh, <laughs> more or less can uh, can lead up to Xavier and Magneto together. So uh, I don't know. We're supposed to have a trial of Magneto coming up in June. So maybe this is what it leads to. But some, something's coming. Uh, so that was Way of X, issue number two. Finally, we've got Wolverine, issue number 12. I enjoyed this. Um, so pretty much, Logan is trying to find uh, Dracula. They're trying to hunt down Dracula. Him and, uh, oh, I forget what her name is. Uh, the vampire hunter he ended up saving. Uh, that he finds out is actually a vampire. So they want Logan, the vampires want Logan's blood so that way they can become daywalkers um, and have none of the weak. They basically want to be Blade and they want to be recognized as their own nation, like Krakoa is. And so, you know, they get attacked, of course, by a vampire. And so, you know, and Omega Red looks like he's playing both sides. Because he goes to Dracula, says, "I can get you the Wolver I can get you Wolverine. You know, I need this and this." And then he turns around and goes to back to Krakoa, goes to X Force, and is like, "Look, this is this is a uh, uh, this is Dracula's plan. Uh, this is what you can do to stop him." Then he goes to a scientist that was working for Dracula, says, "Okay, look, this is what Dracula wants you to do, and this is what he's." gonna do to he's gonna kill you eventually here's how we can stop that type of thing it's like he's playing everybody against themselves and he says but this is what i need in return of course he tells all of them this is what i need in return so i don't know it was that part's gonna be pretty cool to see where they go with omega red in the future uh especially in the rest of this title but yeah so um omega red basically goes to uh x-force and he says listen Dracula wants Wolverine. Let's give him Wolverine. And so they're all kind of like, uh, what? But so they do it. So Wolverine ultimately agrees. And there's a big psych out, fake out type of thing. And uh, they, they get his blood and they start drinking it. And of course now they start dying. The vampires start dying. And they're all weak. And... 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, that may be a little bit more of a spoiler, but I enjoyed it. I, I really like this this direction with Wolverine. So overall, I'm a big fan of this series. Uh, Wolverine issue number twelve. Okay, also out from Marvel this week, we have Captain America issue twenty nine. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters issue number twelve. Runaways issue number thirty six. The Immortal Hulk, uh, Time of Monsters. It's a one-shot. Uh, Fantastic Four, Life Story, issue number one. I almost picked this up just because I heard of how great the previous uh, Life Story was. But I'm not the biggest Fantastic Four fan. So I thought, you know what? I will wait. I will wait on this before I, before I just buy it. Uh, then we have Shang-Chi, issue number one. Another Shang-Chi, number one. Looks like this is a... Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe book. Uh, and then finally there's Ultraman, The Trials of Ultraman, issue number three. And that was Marvel this week. Okay, moving on. Now we're going to the indies. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we only have two indie titles this week. We're going to start with uh, Power Rangers from Boom Studio, issue number seven. Um, so the Omega Rangers now have a, a lock on where the Imperials, I believe is how, how you say it, the Imperials kind of have a a course, a pat, or you know, a... They are able to track their movements and figure out where they're going next. And the world that they're going to destroy next is this kind of conquering conquering planet, you know, of this empire. And they aren't good, you know. They enslave people. They destroy other planets themselves, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they're kind of uh, at this point to where they're just kind of like, hey... Is this planet really worth saving? Because they're kind of dicks, you know? And we're kind of, you know, doing the universe a disservice if we save them and not, uh, you know, or if we don't, you know, if we save them and we, you know, we're basically condemning other planets, you know, to their death if we actually help. But, uh... Uh, like I said, it, it it's a it's one of those morality questions, and even Draken's kind of picking at at them because I think it was it Jason or Zach, one of them was kind of starting to question the same thing. Like, you know, it, you know, do we really need? Should we really be worried about these guys? Um, but of course, you know, they're Power Rangers, so they go to the planet. They're going to try to see if they can at least negotiate and see if they can work with them and all this other stuff. So they they teleport down on the planet. And of course, you know, uh, the Omega Rangers aren't the the most subtle. And usually, when they go to just infiltrate or uh, stake out all this other stuff, it usually doesn't go well with them. Based off their track record, the uh, uh, <laughs> of course they're made right away. They're going through this little market, going on their way to the uh, Imperial Guard, to the I guess the Royal Palace. And immediately they get into a fight. (laughs) 
you know, Zach loses his cool. Go, they get into a fight. Uh, gets the attention of the guards, of course, and then they end up taking them to the pla- to the palace. They make their pitch, and basically, uh, the king is like, "Hmm. Well, I hear what you have to say. However, no, we'll deal with this ourselves. You know, we've been doing this for millennia. You know, we'll be around longer than your planet." You know, we'll we'll be able to stand a chance. We'll figure it out. All because his queen, before she left the rooms, told him the same thing. Um, but at the end, she ends up uh, coming to the rangers as they're being escorted out. As now they, it looks like they're captured. And she frees them from captivity before they can even get to their cells or whatever. And she's like, look, you know, that was all a front. Uh, my people need your help. And it leaves off there. Uh, so that's Power Rangers issue number seven. Okay. And then we had runner-up for pick of the week. I literally went back and forth. And I just decided it right before I started recording this. <laughs> what was going to win pick of the week. So uh, runner-up from Image this week. It is Radiant Black issue number four. Holy shit. Uh, so Nathan uh, is having these dreams where he's talking to this I, I guess you could call it the sentient, uh, sentient being or the living consciousness of this of the uh, of the black hole uh, you know the, the source of his powers so he so he's asleep and he's having this dream and it's kind of explaining everything to him um, and is he willing to do you know the right thing or is he able to do to make the ultimate choice the ultimate uh decision as far as you know can he take a life if the time calls for it and each time he keeps waking up before he has to answer so therefore it all just seems like it's just one bad dream and he can't make it out so he gets up and of course marshall texan says hey man let's do some training you know let's do this and do that you know and he's just kind of like, yeah, sure. I don't really know what to do with these powers, all this and this. So Marshall's helping him learn to be a better superhero, use his powers and all this other stuff. And, you know, he's like, okay, well, <clears throat> you know, I I know I should be doing this. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and Marshall's a little jealous of Nathan because Nathan doesn't really... You know, he doesn't have the imagination that Marshall has as far as what to do with the powers and all this other stuff because he doesn't really want to use them. You know, he's afraid that this will... He doesn't want to... You know, the old phrase, uh, with absolute power, or absolute power corrupts absolutely. So that's what he's afraid of, more or less. And so, you know, they're kind of having this discussion as they, they're going off, uh, I believe, to go to the bar or something like that. Then all of a sudden... In comes uh, Radiant Red and just starts fighting uh, Nathan. So now he changes into Radiant Black. And now they're going at it. And they're in this building. Uh, Red basically says, you know, hey, you stay away from me. If you ever come near me again, I will kill you. And, you know, of course, now the building's falling all around them. Uh, the building that they crashed into and Black and Radiant Black is, is helping. He basically throws Red out, blasts him out. And he's... He's using his powers to save everybody that's left in that building to help them get out. 
before the building ends up just collapsing on him. And I like the ending. I really, really, really like the ending. This is what made it really, really hard to, to pick a, a, a winner, if you will, for this week's pick of the week. Uh, because the ending was so good. And it's like, oh my God, are you serious? This is the direction we're going to go in? Holy hell. Kyle Higgins really, really did a masterful job on this. Uh, yeah, so that's Radiant Black issue number four. All right, so also out this week, let's start with Boom. We have uh, We Only Find Them When They're Dead, issue number six. I stopped reading this. You know, to me, the art is fantastic in that book. It's just the story, it wasn't for me, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stick with it. Just, I don't know. You know, I, and I know this is a new story arc, but yeah, if it's anything like the last one, I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll wait. Maybe if uh, if I'm told it gets better, then maybe I'll check it back out. All right. So then we had the mini deaths of uh, Layla Star issue number two. Uh, we have uh, Luna issue number four, and we have Orcs issue number four. Then from Image, we have Scumba the Scumbag, issue number eight. Uh, Stray Dogs, issue number four, which I heard this is actually a really good book. It's almost uh, it's one issue away from ending. It's a five-issue mini, from what I'm told. And it's really dark and twisted, and I, I like it, so I, I probably will pick this up once it's over, or maybe I'll pick up the trade. Uh, then we have Moonshine, issue number 25. Uh, Home, issue number two. Nomen Omen, issue number 15. Rain Like Hammers, issue number 5. Jules Verne's Lighthouse, issue number 2. And that's the Indies this week. So we got one more left. Let's move on to DC. Yes, yes, y'all. So fresh, y'all. Sorry, I'm not Snoop Dogg. But yeah, uh, so now we're starting out with DC. <clears throat> First up, we have The Flash, issue number 770. And so this, in the last issue, we saw uh, Wally, you know, after he completed uh, his mission in the future, get sent back into the past into the into World War II and well he ended up in the body of Jay Garrick now and he was captured by uh, by Hitler uh, and the Nazis so this is basically this starts off with uh, Jay Garrick uh, getting put on this mission uh, and he gets teamed up with the Ray uh, they kind of don't really get each other you know they have no uh they have no common ground you know what i mean uh jay you know is you know religious believes in god and the ray kind of doesn't he seem he doesn't believe you know he's not he's a non-believer more or less he doesn't think you know god exists all this other stuff so 
you know, it picks up with there with them going on the mission, and they are trying to infiltrate because they're looking for the Spear of Destiny. Apparently, Hitler has the Spear of Destiny, and he has uh, now he has powers. He got hit with one of the Speed Force storms, so now he's, of course, now the Spear of Destiny amplifies that. And they have a, uh, uh, and then the Nazis also have somebody that can nullify powers. Uh, a meta that can nullify their uh, their powers to where they don't work. And so they go through this, all the thing, and then they get captured. Them being Jay and uh, uh, the Ray. Uh, well, now Wally, this is when Wally's uh, consciousness picks up as it looks like Jay's dying, you know, because they've been captured and beaten. Um, like I said, Wally comes into Jay's body and he's like, oh, shit. Uh, so then he takes over. Uh, and the Ray just thinks he's crazy. He thinks it's Jay. Garrick just finally snapped. And so uh, it was pretty cool, you know, the dynamic between the two because now the Ray kind of flipped. You know, he went from being a non believer to now he's a believer, you know, all this other stuff. And Wally goes about helping them uh, because now Hitler's kind of trying to go off. And of course, now they got to get the spear. And all's well that ends well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I've enjoyed this kind of time traveling consciousness of the Flash and all this other stuff. So overall, really good, really good stuff. That's the Flash issue number seven seventy. Up next, we have Justice League sixty one. This one was really slow for me. It took me a minute to finally. Uh, get into this story. So now the Justice League is on uh, Naomi's home world, and so they've uh, all kind of when they got transported to this world, they all kind of separated. And some people their powers have amplified, and some not so much. It's like the <laughs> the the weaker powered heroes got their powers amplified and the stronger heroes got their powers kind of brought down <laughs> so it's like the roles reversed here because black canary gets attacked by uh, i believe the guy's name is brutus his people trying to bring her to them and she just wipes them all out with her canary cries like stronger than normal a hawk girl says you know she feels great and she feels stronger than ever um naomi i think is kind of it's unaffected by this you know she's just not feeling well from traveling <laughs> interdimensional travel um whereas superman can't control his powers it's amplified but he's weaker you know his heat vision all and his hearing all this other stuff and he just gets his ass because brutus you know of course they realize it so they look up in the sky and they see that you know that they got followed or that he was followed so he starts beating up superman then comes black adam well black adam adam doesn't stand a chance either so yeah, it's pretty pretty dope. I like the way Black Adam kind of descends in um, from when he uh, is going to join the fight. So overall, like I said, the issue is fine. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is kind of doing his thing, so we'll see we'll see how long it is before he fucks it up. <laughs> I'm kidding. He probably won't. He does pretty good on team books. Um, but yeah, that's Justice League issue number sixty one. Uh, up next, we have Legends of the Dark Knight issue number one. This is a three-issue mini. 
Um, it was all right. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I was expecting a little bit more. Um, basically, it's Batman trying to stop this new villain who's bringing in this really deadly gas, and it's uh, this this one cop, you know, uh, reporting to Gordon kind of everything that's gone, recapping everything that's gone on the past like week or so. How they haven't seen Batman. It's like maybe it's two weeks or something like that. But uh, so they're recapping these all these events. Basically, Batman's tracking this new gas. He doesn't know if it's you know if it's Penguin, Mister Freeze, the Joker, the Riddler. You know, uh, you know the who's who of his rose gallery. Who's the one that's you know sending this gas out? If they're trying to buy it, all this other stuff. Who they're getting it from? So he finds out who they're getting it from, but he doesn't know anything about this guy. All he knows is he's Russian. Um, so the guy goes to... He tries to sell it to the Penguin first. And then Mr. Freeze, of course. Him and Penguin were in cahoots. Freeze is like, you, you went behind my back. Like, what the hell, dude? So he, him and Penguin start fighting. Of course, Batman shows up. Or was already there at the deal. And breaks it up. Captures him too. And... Uh, the, uh, the Russian basically ends up telling him that, oh, you know, I had another buyer. You know, the clown is still waiting. So basically, Joker had a bunch of it, was testing it out on these cops. Bruce ended up finding out a, uh, ended up making, of course, a cure <laughs> for these guys. And, you know, he saves those police officers as they're getting gassed by the Joker. Uh, the Joker takes off. He has all the, the, all of his gas, you know, the supply of his gas, basically, in this helicopter, they take off. Batman, who's been up for, I believe he said, 30, 36 to 48 hours or something like that, or something like that. Anyway, he was about to crash out from exhaustion, and uh, so, you know, he goes up in the helicopter to stop the Joker, because if the Joker's able to get somewhere or... or you know, release his gas overhead in the rain clouds like he was saying he was going to do, then that's going to be disastrous for Gotham. So, of course, Batman can't let that happen. And the Joker decides, well, you know what? If I'm going down, you're going to come with me type of thing. So, I, I like the ending. I really do. Like I said, this took a little bit, little bit to get going also. But overall, I enjoyed it. That's uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, issue one. Then we had the, uh, the rounding out the top three for pick of the week. Uh, this was number three. Uh, it was Wonder Girl issue number one. I really like this. The art style is fantastic. I really, 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 really enjoyed this uh, presentation. Basically, this is going through more or less, I guess, an origin of of uh, Yara before she left. Uh, Brazil because she's going to visit Brazil. She's not been there since she was a kid and she doesn't remember anything. She's on this like uh, what do they call them? Um, one of those tours where you kind of learn your uh, your heritage and all. I guess a heritage tour. I don't know exactly what if that what it was what exactly it is that she's going on. But anyway, but she's also and it's also recounting. Uh, it looks like they had a run in with Ares. Um, Ares maybe was destroying their village where she lived and of course Yara broke loose of her mother's grip and went to I guess defend 
you know them and attacked Ares, and Ares was like, well, I'm still gonna kill. You know, you're maybe a child, but you know, examples have to be made, and the mother sacrifices herself. I assume it was her mother, maybe her older sister. I don't know, but but Yara doesn't remember any of this. Uh, so you know, you can see her being heroic. You know, there's a traffic jam that actually the car is it's an accident. Uh, fixing to explode, she saves this lady or this guy, pulls him out of the car all this stuff um, and then you kind of see all the different kingdoms like Olympus, you see uh, Themyscira you see uh, I think the Brazil, you know, in Bra the Amazons in Brazil, you see uh, other, you know uh, people of that that nature it seems like they all have some some reason to take out Yara and they all kind of disperse their plans and while your Yara's kind of uh, touring touring uh, this over this bridge and whatnot in this waterfall she starts hearing the singing well now the siren reaches up grabbed her and pulled her under water and that's kind of how the issue ends which yeah i guess that's a spoiler but hey it's my show i can do what i want anyway but yeah so uh, like i said it's it's intriguing i like the way it started off everything was very fast i uh, this book read really quick so i'm enjoying it i really like i said i really really enjoy it. i thought this probably had the best artwork uh between this one and uh radiant black and of course uh another book that won pick of the week I, but I think Wonder Girl probably has the best art out of all of them uh, I, it just appeals to me so but yeah that's uh, Wonder Girl issue number one okay also out this week from DC uh, we had Catwoman issue number 31 uh, Batman Fortnite zero point issue number three Superman red and blue issue number three truth and justice issue number four and Looney Tunes issue number 260. And then there's one more. Pick of the week. And taking home pick of the week this week, May the 19th, 2021, we have Nightwing, issue number 80. That's right, Nightwing, yet again, with pick of the week. Okay, so this issue picks up back with uh, with uh, Dick Grayson back in his apartment, asleep on the floor, as uh, his dog is barking. Dick says, this may not work out. He looks at the dog. He says, please stop. He says, look, I don't mind if you don't understand sit or stay, but you need to understand, I work nights as the dog is scratching at the front door. And then there's a knock at the door. The voice on the other side says, Mr. Grayson, police, we'd like to have a word. <laughs> and so Dick answers the door. He says, uh, <clears throat> yeah, hey, sorry, I was asleep. The dog kind of growls. Uh, the detective says, Mr. Grayson, it's five in the afternoon. Did you have a late one, sir? Dick kind of scowls at him and says, what's this about? The other detective says, 
You reported your wallet stolen last night. Canceled your credit cards. Dick's like, yes. Uh, <clears throat> then the detective says, before you reported, your card stolen. The hotel was booked for Martin Holt. And Dick says, oh, hey, yeah, that, that was me. He didn't steal my wallet. I hope he didn't have any trouble with the hotel room. And then the um, detective says, no, he never checked in. He was found murdered this morning. And Dick says, what? What about his son, Elliot? Is he okay? The detective says, we don't have any information about his son, Mr. Grayson. And then the second detective says, interesting that you do. Uh, then Barbara calls uh, Dick's phone. She says, hey, you missed me already? <laughs> Dick says, yeah, something like that. Did you get back to Gotham okay? Uh, Barbara says, I've only gotten to the end of your street. Dick says, that's good. Would you uh, mind coming back? Barbara asks why. He says, because I'm pretty sure I'm being accused of murder and you're my only alibi. So, <laughs> uh, Dick is sitting there making uh, coffee. Or tea, maybe. Uh, and the, one of the detectives says, I understand you used to be one of us, Mr. Grayson. Why did you leave the Bloodhaven uh, police? Dick says, there were too many criminals. The detective says, Mr. Holt was found dead this morning. His heart was removed. We don't know how. Do you? Dick says, why would I? Says, the detective goes back and says, you paid for a hotel room for him. I don't want to theorize about why, but I'm thinking he didn't like your proposition, something went wrong, and you cut out his heart. You've just been taking the hearts of homeless people all over the city. And then a knock comes at the door. Barbara opens, or Barbara's there. Dick opens the door. She says, how's it going? He goes, oh, you know, being accused of murder. You. Barbara introduces herself to the detectives. She goes, detectives, I'm Barbara Gordon. I was with Dick all last night. I have GPS on my phone. I'm happy to show you my movements over the last 24 hours. Detective says, I see, Miss Gordon. And what's the nature of your relationship? As both Dick and Barbara both kind of look at each other. Unsure. Dick says, you know, I've been wondering that myself, but an interrogation is not how I wanted to broach the subject. Barbara says, that's not relevant. Detective says, I think we'll decide what's relevant. She says, really? Because I have a law degree. <laughs> and Dick says, oh yeah, so do I. Barbara says, now that we're both eager to help with your investigation, uh, but if you're accusing Dick of murder when he has an alibi and there's absolutely no direct evidence linking him to the crime, that would be embarrassingly incompetent. So, like that, the detectives decide to leave. <laughs> As Dick and Barbara are standing on the front steps of his, of his home, he says, let us know if we can help you in any way. Goodbye, detectives. So now, uh, now they decide to go back upstairs and there's this cool layout of how you can see them going back up through the elevator and walking through the different uh, rooms of the apartment. So Barbara tells uh, Dick, she says, you're going to look for the kid? Dick says, yes, I'll start the crime scene, but if Elliot escaped the killer, I already have an idea where he'll be. Barbara says, okay, I'll run a search from here. Hospitals, shelters, I'll try to track down any next to kin. Dick says, the killer cut his heart out. Barbara says, does that mean something to you? Dick says, yesterday when I chased the kids into the tent city, they asked me if I was the man without a heart. 
She says, well, I was videoing the whole time the detectives were interviewing us so we can go through their photos they showed. Dick says, yeah. Thanks for spying on the police. Barbara says, anytime. As Dick puts on his mask. says, if I'm right about the kid, I'm going to need some very specific help. I need to make a call. Barbara says, to whom? My brother. That's what Dick says. He says, Tim Drake. Thought of by many as the best Robin. I totally get it. As uh, as Tim sits on uh, top of a roof, uh, looks like he's brooding like like uh, Batman. But anyway, so Tim walks over to uh, to Dick and says, "Batman wanted me to give you something." He says, "It's a wallet chain. It means kids can't steal your money, and as an added bonus, you confront as a soft metal band in the early 2000s." Dick takes the wallet with the chain. And he says, "I'm never living this down, am I?" Tim looks at him laughing and says, of course not. Dick jumps off the roof and says, come on, we'll take the train home. As they both swing down uh, to jump on the train. Dick, uh, Tim says, I heard uh, about what Alfred left you. That's a lot. Dick says, yeah. As they roll onto the train, Tim says, I don't mean a lot of money. Dick says, it is a lot of money. He said, Tim goes back to saying, yeah, but... I just mean it's a lot to take on. Uh, do you know what you're going to do with it? <laughs> As uh, they approach a tunnel, uh, Dix yells, Tunnel! And both of them crouch down, do like a Matrix-type move, and as they go underneath the tunnel, he says, I'm going to use it to help. Tim says, of course you are. Uh, Dick says, I have, I have some ideas. I have a meeting in Gotham tomorrow. And uh, so Tim says, there's a kid missing. Nightwing goes back to, yeah, Elliot. His father was murdered. Tim says, do I know him? Nightwing goes back to saying, not really. I met him last night. I got him and his son Emil, booked them a room, got them off the street. He seemed kind. Robin says, I'm sorry. As they both jump off the train, uh, Nightwing says, we're getting off here. From the crime scene, I tracked the son back to the pizza shop. Security footage showed the st uh, at the store showed him uh, leaving with some other kids. Pretty sure I know where they are. There's a tent city of homeless kids. This is the reason I asked you to come. But I don't need Robin. I need Tim Drake. And you won't be alone. As they go in back into uh, Dick's apartment, Tim looks at him and says, You got a puppy? Barbara turns around and says, Dick said she was going to the pound. And Tim laughs says, Huh, yeah, sure. That sounds plausible. And you want me to take the dog with me on this mission? Dick says, yes. He says, why? Dick says, people are, are more approachable with a lovable dog. Barbara turns around in her chair again. She says, it's true. That's just science. As Dick grabs the leash, he says, also, she needs a walk. So now uh, Tim is walking through the tent city. Uh, a voice comes over his uh, speaker says, "Keep a lookout for the Tim, or to keep a lookout for Elliot Tim, and whatever you can find about this man without a heart." And uh, Tim says, "Sure." So uh, Bab stayed the night, huh? 
Dick says, I slept on the couch. And uh, Tim says, I see. Barbara chimes in, you know I'm on this channel, right? <laughs> and Tim groans says, ooh, well, yeah, now I do. Uh, Nightwing goes back and says, can we talk about something else? Barbara says, like the potential serial killer cutting people's hearts out? She says, yeah, yeah, that's a much more comfortable conversation. Tim walks up and says, hey, I might have Elliot. Uh, do you want me to engage, or are you happy just to have eyes on him? Uh, Nightwing says, we need to know what he saw, and I'd like to get him some help. Tim responds, got it, going radio silent so I don't look like I'm talking to myself. Nightwing says, good call. An hour goes by. Uh, Tim's walking with a group of kids that uh, Elliot was with. One of the kids says, you're welcome here anytime. We look after each other. Tim says, thanks, Alejandro. The other kid says, the doggo is welcome too. Tim says, uh, you sure you're okay, Elliot? Elliot looks down and says, yeah, I'm good. Says, okay, well, we might see you tomorrow night for taco night. Tim then radios back to Dick. He says, okay, Elliot doesn't want to leave. He feels safe here. But he says his father was killed by a man without a heart. He's not the only one. Too many kids in there have the same story. As Dick stands up, he says, all right, Tim, you might want to give the dog up, uh, give the dog to Elliot and shut up. Because we have trouble. Brutal and Electrocutioner, they work for Blockbuster. As one of the kids walks up uh, to Brutal says, what do you want? Brutal says, people in here have been stealing. That's a crime, kid. Kid looks at him and says, and you don't look like the police. Electrocutioner says, very perceptive. Brutal says, a cut of every crime in this city goes to Blockbuster. No matter how pathetic, we bend the rules and poor homeless kids and block uh, for uh, we bend the rules for poor homeless kids and Blockbuster could look weak. And Blockbuster doesn't ever look weak. Then all of a sudden, he gets clonked in the head as Nightwing standing overhead catches his baton as it flies back to him and says, uh, is this really where you want to be in life? I don't I don't pretend to understand henchman job satisfaction, but stealing from homeless kids has gotta feel like a new career low. As he leaps in, as Executioner shoots a blast of lightning at him, or electricity at him, but in comes uh, Robin, Tim Drake, kicking Electrocutioner in the face. Dick pulls out his uh, batons, yells Robin, puts them together to make a staff, and he throws it to Tim. Tim catches it, and the two of them begin fighting and double teaming and just taking down both Electrocutioner and Brutal. And the artwork here is fantastic of how they're they're going about things. Finally, they're them down on the ground. Nightwing says, tell Blockbuster these people are under my protection. As he walks over and gets his uh, staff from uh, Robin. Nightwing says, Robin? He says, what is it? Dick says, fire. As all the kids were yelling for help, uh, Nightwing swings and says, I'll get them. Make sure everyone here gets clear, Robin. As he yells, Oracle! Barbara says, I'm watching. Fire department has already been contacted. Be careful. Two kids are yelling, please help. Nightwing says, it's okay. You're going to be all right. 
as Tim points his finger at the electrocutioner and Brutal and says, You set a damn fire. Just it wasn't us, man. Can't get money out of dead people. Uh, uh, Tim responds back to Nightwing. He says, Nightwing, something's off. I can smell an accelerant from here. The fire was deliberately lit, but I don't think Blockbuster people started it. As as a Nightwing begins to uh, scowl, he says, Yeah, I know. That was him. As a, a trench coat figure steps forward, Dick says, Heartless. And Heartless approaches in the fire. And that's how the issue ends. Like I said, the artwork in this is fantastic, and the story is really good, and I'm just really enjoying it. Um, yeah, Nightwing, issue number 80, pick of the week for May 19, 2021. Like I said, man, this uh, it was a tie. It was a really hard choice for me between uh, uh, Nightwing and Radiant Black this week. Um, and Wonder Girl was a, was a solid third. But... Yeah, looks like Nightwing uh, Nightwing took the cake this week. So, yeah, I'm excited. I really want to see the rest of this uh, story arc and where this goes. Tom Taylor's killing it, man. Pick of the week. And that's going to do it for this week. I said, man, there was really was not a whole lot I was incredibly excited about. Um, but yeah, those top three really, really, really stood out to me. Those were the strongest books of the week. Uh, and Nightwing just just barely eked out a win this week with pick of the week. Uh, but yeah, man, I can't can't complain. You know, like I said, everything was okay. You know. Everything was okay to those three being the the top really, really good. And those were really, really good books. They weren't just uh, the top by default. They were actually really, really good. So, but yeah, thanks for joining me this week. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to. Uh, Leave a review. All that good stuff. Go on social media. Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Give a follow there. Leave some feedback there. Let's interact do the whole damn thing and yeah man we'll be back next week for some more i have issues